You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of ARS 45 Rewind. I'm Justin. I'm the old otaku of the mountain. And I'm Adam. And today we are sticking around in the 80s for one of my personal favorite anime of all time, Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, a lot of a lot of history attached to this one with me personally. Yeah, I first saw Vampire Hunter D once again on uh, the sci-fi channel. Uh, weekend anime it was probably the second or third thing that they showed since the first was of course project echo which we talked about in our episode ars 45 rewind project echo if you ain't heard it you should listen to it that's right so i saw this with uh my brother when i was uh entirely too young to be watching it well, I guess before uh, we start talking about our exposure to it, let's get a little backstory on Vampire Hunter D. Well, as many of you know, Vampire Hunter D is based off of a slew of light novels so far. There has been about, what, 44 of them, Adam? Something like that? Thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, the movie is based off of the first one, which is just entitled Vampire Hunter D. Down the line, we will be talking about uh, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. And that is based off of the third light novel, which was called Demon Death Chase. But first off, uh, Vampire Hunter D. was originally released in 1985 in Japan in December. The original license for it over here was done by uh, Streamline Pictures. It was released limitedly in theaters in August of 92, and it was released on VHS in 1993. Uh, Vampire Hunter D was considered a flagship title for Streamline Pictures, and it was marketed in the U.S. as the first animated horror film for adults, which is pretty understandable. Because, I mean, that's some good-ish there. Yeah. Once Streamline lost the uh, license for it, it was picked up in 2000 by uh, Urban Visions Entertainment and was released on DVD. After Urban Visions kind of went under, it was picked up by Sentai Filmworks in uh, 2015. And it was given a new dub, which we actually haven't heard, but we've seen the people that are a part of it, and we imagine it's pretty good. Yeah, so Vampire Hunter D was 
I, I definitely did see it on Saturday anime, uh, Saturday anime on the Sci-Fi Channel, just like mm-hmm. you, Brian. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it later on when I um got to watch it at Otakon. Gosh, ninety-nine. Once again, you're dating yourself. Yeah, yeah. Otakon ninety-nine, my first con. Uh, one of the late night offers, and I sat there and went, oh yeah, it's that, that one movie I remember on uh, Saturday Anime. Now, keep in mind, Saturday Anime was Saturday morning. It was at like 10 in the morning. So, what I got to see on basic cable, Saturday morning, was not the full Vampire Hunter D experience. Then I watched it at the con, I went, oh, 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 oh? Uh, so, the first time I saw Vampire Hunter D was with my older brother watching it on uh, VHS doing tape trading. The second time I saw it is when they were running it on TBS late nights on Saturday. Wow, I didn't even know they did that. They, yeah. So, TBS would every so often just run anime. Like, they had a whole anime marathon night. So, they ran Robot Carnival. Um, Vampire Hunter D and uh, Heavy Metal. Wow, wow! I, rem- I remember Heavy Metal. It's another thing I saw with my brother that I was entirely too young to. <laughs> Your brother was awesome. <laughs> Let's just be real. Um. So Vampire Hunter D. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, well. Why you listen to this episode. But if you are listening to this episode, we're gonna give you a short summary of the events of, of the events of the movie. So we start with uh Count Magnus Lee showing up to a random farm to bite a random farm girl for reasons that aren't ever really disclosed. Because blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said phone girl then attacking uh, D on the road to enlist his help. Which is made funnier by, in the light novel, her doing so completely naked for reasons. Yes, we didn't get that in the movie, sadly. (laughs) You know, something about it being kind of weird to just try and murder somebody buck naked. Just waylay strangers on the road and you're all together. I, I can kind of see why that was left out of the film adaptation. You know, makes sense. Makes sense. Considering it was a 80s OVA boom, I'm not sure why they left that out. It seems like a thing that... Probably just for the uh, WTF factor. It's like, this would probably pull people out of the movie a little bit by just going, why, why are you naked? I guess... I'm surprised they didn't have a shower scene. Those are almost mandatory in... There, there was a shower scene. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. Way later. <laughs> we because watched they... this like last week and you don't remember the shower scene? Why was there a shower scene? Because those are mandatory for <laughs> 80s OVA movies. <laughs> Anime movies. It's weird that I don't remember that. Especially because how many times I've seen <laughs> Vampire D. 
So she waylays D and attacks him in order to test, test him. his metal. Okay, so you have the famous vampire hunter. Like, th- that's one thing that's pretty consistent. Well, D is infamous, not infamous. Well, everybody knows of him. Consistently in each movie, it's Oh, you're him. So, the famous Dunpeel Hunter. Right. So, and I know you're a badass Dunpeel Hunter. I'm just going to go attack you. To see, I heard you're tough. That's what that was. Yeah. And then when he uh, thoroughly no-sells her entire attack, Jan proceeds to beg him for help. So, she takes this complete stranger that she attacked, but naked. <laughs> In the light novel. Back to her house. As you do. As you do. And introduces him to her little brother. Who takes a pretty big shine to D very quickly. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned about the whole, my little brother taking a shine to D. Especially when she brought D home for herself. Yes, you are going to hear tons of D jokes during this video. It is... Low-hanging fruit. I'm a little ashamed of myself, but I'm not going to fight it. But it's right there. Like the D. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) So, we get D interacting with uh, Doris and her brother. And they go into town. And the mayor's dickbag son... Then proceeds to uh, proposition Doris. Upon failing that, reveals that she's been bitten by a vampire to the rest of the town. Do you remember what the the mayor's son's name was? Isn't it like Giorno or something? No. Random? No, it's Greco. Greco. But it's funny because his last name is Roman. (laughs) His name (laughs) is Greco Roman. Oh, so he's Greco Roman. Oh, good job, writer. Good job. So, Greco, being the dick that he is, lets everyone know that Doris has been bitten, and the town then proceeds to shun her. We're not. She goes into uh, the shop to buy her monthly food, and the shopkeeper's like, "Oh, we don't have any of that stuff." She's like, "It's it's right there. Like it's on the shelf, dude. I see it." <laughs> we don't have any for you, filthy vampire bitten people. Because I don't really know what a word is for a person bitten by a vampire. Victim. Victim. Yeah, that's accurate. Accurate. So, they refuse to sell Doris food because she's been bitten by the Count, who you would think, if you don't want to uh, enrage the Count, maybe you should sell the chick he bit food. But, whatevs. So, the Count's... uh, Daughter and a uh, lead henchman show up to see what D is about. It goes poorly for them, as it always does. Does it really though? D gets his ass kicked a lot in these movies. When you think about it, he gets his ass kicked conceptually, see? but it never feels that way. Right? No. It never feels that way. It's like, hey, I mean, he... aside from you know, when he catches the steak, but. 
aside from that, you know. D D normally just shrugs everything. He sort off. of no sells everything, but when you look at like these events happened, he kind of gets his ass kicked a lot. <laughs> but after that whole confrontation, now as we're describing this, I'm sure it sounds like it's mm-hmm. this big, you know, plot driven and and events it's going on. Not and it's it's not. This is all like. What, 10 minutes? Yes, this is 10 minutes into the movie, just about. Yeah. So, if I had to describe what Vampire D feels like, it has a very Sergi Leone Western sort of vibe to the plotting of events and how things sort of play out. You're talking about the whole spaghetti Western? Yes, it has a very... Uh, it's, I've never seen any of them, but watching it, I can. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Spaghetti Western shows weren't never a thing for me. They weren't a thing for me either, but they were a thing for my father, so I've seen a lot of them. It's guy rides into town, bad situation. I'm sorry, bad situation starts. Stranger comes into town, mm-hmm. handles the situation, may or may not bond with a girl and or little child, and then just leaves. Anyway, it's it's Shane. If anybody's ever seen that movie. So pretty much now that you know the setup, the rest of this movie goes exactly how you expect. The deals with the henchmen and assorted monsters. Deals with the vampire lord, Count Lee. I didn't expect the doctor. True. It seems so... It's out of left field. Like, why did they turn that dude? So... The one person in the village who was not an ass to Doris and her little brother is this doctor who's like, this is wrong. You people should be this ashamed of yourself. Help. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm going to help this girl. And then nearing the climax of the movie, the bad guys get into her house and they attack the doctor and her little brother and they kidnap her little brother. Later on, the doctor comes up to save her from Greco. Yeah. Yes. And it's all like, oh, the doctor's okay. He is not okay. Okay. Uh, They turn him, and I believe his line was along the lines of, yeah, when I was human, I thought of you like a daughter. Now I see how much of a woman you are. No, No, doctor, no. And then he dies. Yeah, and then he dies, and that's, that's it. Just... Just enough to uh, tarnish his legacy like, why would and you, have him die in shame. Like, why would because, you do that to him? Because he comes back to himself right before he dies. He's like, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Just, just enough to die Dang. in shame. Yep. As he's falling off the cliff. Right. Oh, poor doctor. Let's talk about the best character in this entire thing. These hand. These hand. So these hands... D's Which uh, <laughs> lots of those vampires catch during that movie. Yes, but D's left hand. Yeah. So D's left hand is infected by a parasite. Which manifests own... as a face growing out of his hand. That D talks to. Talk to is a really strong word to describe the relationship. It's more <laughs> like the hand talks to him and D just lets him. Yeah. Then when it uh, pisses D off, he tells it to shut up. I really like the hand is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Because he's a smart ass. It's, you know, hey, why, why didn't you listen to me, D? I'm just, this is a bad idea. 
just keep walking. Let her die. Let <laughs> let her die. The hand's kind of a troll. Yeah. A little bit, because every so often decides to poke at these soft spots. <laughs> like, yeah. Gonna take that girl, aren't you? Like, oh, but you're scared. Your blood loss, you're not gonna not gonna take that girl. She wants it. Yeah, his hand's kind of an asshole. These yeah. <laughs> are like, no. We can never be together because of my cursed blood. And I must punish the vampires. And I was like, you sure? Mm-hmm. You sure? I mean, it's kind of hot, bro. It'd be real easy for you. She wouldn't object to it. In fact, Doris does not. Doris shows up in front of Dee in a, with her, just her little robe. And she's like, go ahead and do it. Dee has a kind of a an O moment. And that then, O face moment. Yeah, then he goes to sleep on the couch because Dee's a pussy. <laughs> Well, to be fair, he was probably going to kill her. That's what he was fighting himself. He was like, man, all that nice blood. No. So, the franchise is pretty inconsistent with how these bloodlust works. Because he's never shown needing to drink blood. It's not even shown as being something he has to struggle against. It's just... When it is plot convenient for that to be a thing, it becomes a thing. Right. Right. Yeah, it just kind of shows up. Like apparently, D just has he has complete control. Also, until because he, D is so old, that's probably another reason why D has complete control until it is uh, plot relevant for him to not have complete control, and then he uh, struggles mightily against biting whichever random young ingenue is in his uh, story this time. Because <laughs> D has Bond girls essentially. Yeah. And he struggles until he's able to reassert his complete control, control again. Yes. And never have that problem for the rest of the movie. Right. Unless there's a second Yes. All is lost moment. <laughs> the all is lost moment. So after D's hand, the next best character is Count Magnus Lee. Yes. So I'm gonna uh admit to my secret shame. I didn't get his name until we recently re- rewatched it last week. Ancient vampire lord with white hair named Lee. Like Christopher Lee from all of the Hammer Horror Dracula movies. The and best thing there, though, is that he looks like what if... Uh... Count Dracula had a baby with Ed Asner. (laughs) And my other favorite part about this character is with all of that, when they brought him to Streamline, when when Streamline did the dub, they decided he's blah, blah, like classic Bella Lugosi, Lugosi stereotypical vampire. I have come, I am Lord Magnus Lee. That's certainly a decision. It was, but realistically, at that point in time... You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie. I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What else would your vampire sound like? That's true. 
and his unfortunate daughter, whose face is like ninety five percent forehead. Oh my lord! I was like, what, "What's wrong with that poor child?" <laughs> like, was was her father also her uncle? It would explain so much. Oh, so without the context of the light novels, Vampire Hunter D is still a fun fantasy romp because it's it has a very specific flavor of uh vampire fiction so in this world the vampires rose and took over and have long since fallen into decline it also is sort of the antebellum south which is weird but that's also a thing and it is a post-apocalyptic sci-fi steampunk. Just, just we, we got so much to just stack on your know, horror. So it's a horror western post-apocalyptic. Fantasy. You know what? Yes, fantasy because there's magic. Yep, there's there's magic and monsters and cyborg horses. Cyborg horses. Cy- all horses seem to be cybernetic of some sort. Surprisingly, and they have fangs. Yep, because apparently they eat things. So I really feel that the 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 light novels were just throw it in. What what about this other? Yeah, 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 throw it in, throw it in. We're gonna do it. What we're doing it live. So the other big thing with the franchise is the Yoshitaka Amano character designs. Yes, which so D is a pretty pretty man, and he owes that prettiness to Amano. So they don't really show up super great in the first anime. Yeah, Mono, he did a lot of the designs, but the director did a bunch too that they ended up using instead of Amano's. Well, Amano stuff wasn't going to work for 80s animation techniques. It wasn't wasn't going to look like Amano stuff. Yeah. They got it right with Bloodlust, but for the first, like, they did as good as you could reasonably expect at that point in time. Well, I mean, right okay, right. D looks good, and everybody else is kind of yeah. very generic 80s anime, but D looks fine. One of the things that really strike me uh, rewatching Vampire Hunter D is how. Fluid and what's the word? I guess uh, just like some of the action scenes are animated really, really well with these stunning key visuals. You know, uh, particularly the opening sequence. Yeah, that that's a poster shot. Like the catching the uh, arrow. That's no, bloodlust. That, that's bloodlust. Oh, that's bloodlust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Yes, that shot is very, very memorable. That's why it's the poster that, for the movie. I, and that's why it's stuck in my head. That's what I think of when I think of Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, but, mostly with, with the original D, it's really the the design that they use for the VHS and the original DVD is the poster for that one. But the animation still has really great uh, key, key poses and yeah. key visuals. It's like, and... Shoot, now I'm worried if the scene I was about to quote is actually in the right movie. This is what happens when you watch them back to back. <laughs> that seems to happen with you. 
But like in in the first one, the the whole opening, like when we watched it and afterwards we paused it and me and Adam told you, the first five minutes of that movie is done in complete silence in Japanese. Like there's no voices in it because I saw it in the theater here about two years ago and I watched it in Japanese and I was like, shouldn't they be speaking right now? I'm like, oh, this is how it originally was. So, Vampire D has a really, the best way to describe it is like cold open. Like, it kind of just drops you into Doris's worst day. Yeah. It gives you its little, little story, little background, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, bam, you're, you're right in it. So, because we actually had a discussion about this while we were watching it. In English, they kind of explain to you what's going on. Because stupid Americans. Can't figure this out. And in the Japanese version, you just sort of dropped into it. I kind of prefer the uh, exposition there. I actually would have rather... Because just picturing that scene with the silence, I'm like, really, that sells the mood of this of this film. Which he I agree. Mostly... <laughs> Silent protagonist. Like, this is a tense... Okay, I'm not going to say frightening, but it's a tense... It's unsettling. A tense, unsettling experience. I will say, so, as far as things from the 80s OVA boom, D is not super well animated. It's serviceable. But the thing it does in spades is create a mood and a aesthetic like you can just pick like certain background frames like the bridge to the castle and I instantly know what this is with no characters no I can just see a place in that show and instantly know oh that's my behind the D so I guess my whole impression of incredible animation is all from Bloodlust it just overwrote Yes, Bloodlust makes you think the original looks way better than it actually did. <laughs> well, that's because I mean, that's, that's amazing. So that's, that's because Bloodlust is that's uh, Madhouse. <laughs> that's all Madhouse. Um, do we have any information on the Kickstarter to get uh, a new series? Did that where did what happened to that? I had not even heard about that. I uh, wouldn't mind it though. A, a it? Vampire Hunter D like series that would that would be awesome. I know they were doing a new like a comic book or some such and ideas for a new series like so Kyle Jerry the actual animation director for the first uh Man Behind the D the Ninja Scroll guy okay has been trying to get some of those old hits off the ground like do you remember the whole Ninja Scroll rumor they were going to do a new anime yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. So there were three projects announced, and only one of them actually happened. They did a TV series anime, which happened and wasn't bad. There's going to be a live action movie and a new anime movie, and those two things never materialized. One of the other things he was looking to try and do at that point in time was more Vampire Hunter D. And from what I remember, he took it all to Kickstarter, and I never heard anything else about it. Oh, wow. Well, I guess while we're talking a little bit about the more recent stuff 
Let's talk about Bloodlust. So Bloodlust is based off of the third book. Yeah, the third book. Which was called, because I just said it a moment ago in the beginning. The Demon Death Chase? Uh, Yes, Demon Death Chase. Okay, so this one is really, really kind of a western. And it's also we get, kind of a Romeo and Juliet. Yes, it, it Romeo's kind of a sociopath. <laughs> so you get the uh, Vampire Hunter D cold open, which is D riding into an abandoned church with guns trained on him. And no, that's not the opening. No, the opening no. is the carriage. Right. Yes. I always think of the first thing that D does in those movies. Uh, the carriage uh, pulling up. That uh, lovely Madhouse animation. Yes, that is one of the coolest scenes in that movie. So, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust was a movie from... Uh, they apparently started production on it in like 97. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it didn't come out until 2000. Okay. Um, full-length feature film by studio madhouse so oh god the sakuka yes um for those of us that like uh sticking it to the uh sub elitist weebs <laughs> ask them if they prefer vampire hunter d in its original japanese and when they tell you how much better it is in its original japanese you can then let them know that vampire hunter d was dubbed into english first and shown subtitled in Japan. And then it was dubbed in Japanese. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! <laughs> That's always fun. It also has a very, very J-pop opening in the Japanese version. Again, I've never heard that. Yeah, I have it. Seemed very, it doesn't seem to fit. It has a very, very J-pop opening. Huh. Neat. <laughs> okay, so... The basic setup here is a vampire kidnaps a young noblewoman, kidnap in quotation marks, and the girl's father and older brother pay D and the Marcus brothers, a group of five demon hunters, only what, two of which are actually brothers, three of which? I mean, gotta stay on brand, though. Right. You'll remember Marcus Brothers, not Marcus Brothers. And uh, these our other friend and this Gerald we know and the guy who's uh, living in my van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, go after uh, the vampire Meyer Link and get his daughter back one way or the other. Which would probably have been way more easily accomplished had they... Uh, not murdered a town full of people on the way home. Yeah, so that's that's the whole movie is a big long chase scene. Yeah. And pretty early on, D and the Marcus brothers stop at this town that had been entirely slaughtered and turned into vampires. So later on, as they're catching up and they find out she's in love with the vampire and he's all protecting her we're going so so why why'd you murder that town dude 
Like, they didn't try and stop you. No, no. Just just murder that whole town. And it's... I get that from a metatextual perspective, it's so you can kind of doubt whether he's controlling her or not, or is he really bad. But as you go through the movie, no. No, he he is really in love with this girl. She loves him. Mm. He stops himself from biting her. And they just want to go somewhere where they can be together. So why'd you murder that whole town that didn't try to stop you? Or even know that you were there. Right. You could have just been in your carriage and just rolled on through. But let's, let's, So it wasn't even, well, my servants did this and I didn't really you give know, the order. No, all those people were turned. There's only one vampire in uh, Meyer Lynx's group. And that's him. Yeah. So he personally jumped out of his carriage and turned everybody in that town. Hey there, young man. Which way to the market? Right over there, sir. Why, thank you. <laughs> like it was you can't even say like well the Barbaroy did it no no nope, they weren't even there yet just so the Barbaroy are a group of supernatural ish mercenaries that are hired to protect him which again makes sense for the whole oh you know kind of separate the you know there's your mook squad and all that no, nah, he just he just murdered the whole town before mm-hmm. he even met the Barbaroy. Yeah. 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 Okay. One of the interesting things I found out is uh, there's a rumor that Dee's left hand might have been part of the Barbaroy before oh. being attached to D. Well, damn. Interesting. Yeah. That left hand sure gets around. <laughs> but it always comes back to D. Is that another D joke? That's number two. Number two, okay. Um, so the most engaging character in Vampire Hunter Bloodlust is probably Layla, since she's the only one that actually has like a character arc. Yes, Layla is the new Bond girl, and instead of being the victim love interest, mm. she's another hunter in the Marcus group who is uh not. Nearly as good as D because no one in these movies is as good as D. And sort of racist. She hates vampires. Hate hates. Well, is that being racist or is that being specious? Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> so she spends most of her time uh yelling at D and snarking at him. And then trying to get him lynched. Which is a welcome change from uh, previous girls just, oh, I'm going to fret about you and throw myself at you. So I thought it was a really nice dynamic to have. And I'm kind of a snarky bitch. And I don't like you. In fact, she does more to impede Dee's whole mission than than anybody else in her crew does. (laughs) That's a woman for you. Wow, Brian. Yes, I said Oof. it. Go Oof. and attack me. Oof. So, uh, the enemy rest stop does not condone <laughs> the comments made by one of our members. So, you know what it reminds me of when D goes to town to get a new horse? And then Layla essentially uh, 
alerts the police to his presence. <laughs> that was a great scene. I'm picturing her like on the phone calling, you know, the cops on a black barbecue or something. <laughs> She's snitching. <laughs> this, well, but it's not even just, you know, I'm calling the cops on a black barbecue. It's I'm calling the cops on this black barbecue. That I know isn't actually up to no good. good. And sprinkling some crack on them no, while I'm at it. Right. Like, and I think they might have the drugs. You should bring the dogs. Do you mean the cocaine? <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a great scene because she walks in and Sheriff walks up to her and you get the face off. I'm like, oh my god, is she gonna like punch him or something? Mm-hmm. Start a fight? Yeah, he's you like, you uh, you can't have that gun in here. Oh, yeah, you know that's cool. That's cool. And I figure you know you let people keep guns with you. Yeah, yeah. Vampire problem you got here? <laughs> what you mean vampire problem? Yeah, didn't you see that uh, Dunpeel Hunter walking into town? You guys just let them walk around like like they're people. <laughs> you should, you know, if it was my village, I was the sheriff. I'd do something about that. And then she goes and hangs out at the stable where he's going to buy a new horse just to watch it go down. Yeah. Like, you just see her, like, you know, they, they go to confront him and try and run him out of town. Like, hey, you can't buy that horse. I, I just paid for the horse. Your money's no good here. Get out. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the guy that was selling the horse is like, he can take the horse if he wants to. He paid for it. And Layla's just kind of leaning on the doorframe <laughs> like, hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry. This is a perfect, that was a perfect scene for the monthly snicker. Yes. And what's the second best thing about Layla? She's Bobby Hill. Yes. Layla in uh, English is uh, Pamela Seagal, who is most famously known as the voice of Bobby Hill in King of the Hill. So really what you're saying is, had uh, any of the enemies taken her purse, that would have been the end of the fight. Most likely. That would have been it. That's my purse. I don't know you. Oh, dear. So... Like any other uh, Yoshio Kawajiri joint, the fight scenes are kind of what propels this thing. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Yes. So. Good sequence after good sequence. Each of the Barbaroi uh, mercenaries have a gimmick. Uh, Bengi can move through shadows. Does anyone remember what the... I forget what the girl's name is. I forget all of their names. I didn't remember Bengay until you just said it. He was Shadow Clown, 
tree bitch and uh, wolf gut guy. Yeah, that that that's their identities to me. And she's only a tree that one time. Once. But, but that's her most defining I mean, fight. So right, she's so, tree chick. Right. And uh, she got a raw deal too. Okay, so she won. She beat D. Layla shows up. Beats Layla too. Beats Layla too. And then in the middle of uh, Layla losing that fight, she stabs her with a knife. She in is, the forehead. She is wood at this point. Right. She's, oh. she's merged with a tree. Layla stabs her in the forehead with a knife there's also that a, doesn't kill her. And yeah, there's also a storm going on at this point. Right. It's like, oh, you know, it's just knife ain't going to do nothing. I'm a tree. You can't hurt me. And then lightning strikes the knife. <laughs> that is just... It's just, just, like, like, it's just stupid, dumb luck. <laughs> like, you just, know, apparently God hates tree bitches. <laughs> Deus ex motherfreaker, what is this? <laughs> So it was like, and I win. Like, no, you don't. So then we uh, kind of roll around to uh, what's going on with the Marcus brothers, which at this point is now sort <laughs> So uh, throughout the barber, we have been eliminating the Marcus brothers one by mm. one. Yeah, I think it's uh, Kyle, Kyle, and Grove. I don't know. Kyle and I was it Borgoff of the two Borgoff, that are yeah, left. The brothers. Yeah, the actual uh, Marcus brothers. No, no, because it was Note and Nolt, Kyle Nolt who were brothers. Bites it. No, uh, Note is not their brother. Note's okay. the black guy. Borgoff yeah. and Kyle are the Marcus brothers, and Layla Grove and Note are. I guess and company. <laughs> Note had the misfortune of being black in a horror movie, so he of course bit it first. Alright. <laughs> He's completely dead. They didn't even know he was killed. He does give them to uh the secret of dealing with Bengi. Yeah. So good on you, Note. Good job, brother. All right. We'll miss you. The most powerful member of their team, however, was Grove, who apparently uh, shoots enough heroin to almost die. His spirit leaves his body, and then he has, like, Dragon Ball powers. I am pretty sure he shoots enough heroin to die. Oh, yeah. That doesn't really seem like it's almost die. He is, like, if I remember right, during the scene, you hear, like, a flat line. Yeah. yeah he's kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, has an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Which, given the way they animate his face, seems to be pretty pleasant. His, his ghost face is all, hey, everybody, I'm feeling great. As I use my ghost powers to eliminate everything in my path. Mostly probably because he's uh, high as a kite. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. But um, they get eliminated throughout the film so that it comes down to... Uh, the vampire and his girl get to where they're going, which is number one, a big twist that I was not expecting. Because right. right before they get there, they're like, oh yeah, this is Castle where uh, Camilla lives. So terrible, so debauched, so evil, 
that the king of the vampires was like, no, 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 no. You, you, you can't, you can't do this. I can't, I can't have you doing all this. I, yeah. I'm gonna take this sword. I'm Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I'm gonna take the sword. I'm gonna stab you, and you gonna lay here. But she is so evil and powerful that even while she is dead, dead, because she's dead, uh, she's still haunting that castle. And she's the one who hired the Barbary to protect my uh, link. Yeah. Which just comes right out of nowhere once they mm-hmm. get there. And then an even bigger what the fuck out of nowhere comes. Because you learn the reason they went there is so that they can take a rocket ship to the moon. Where the vampires live now. Right. The city of eternal night. And they can live free. Yes. A rocket ship an actual like gothic cathedral rocket ship to the moon i have to go my planet needs me and so they show up at the castle and all these veteran vampire hunters who all should know better who explicitly know about camilla and all of this and she's so powerful that she still haunts this place. Yeah. And everybody, with the exception of D, falls for the various illusions. Yeah. Even Meyer Link, who's an ancient vampire, also falls for the illusions. Because, you know, when you walk into a room and... I'm sorry, when you're sitting in your room and it turns into a giant staircase... In your mirror. Mm. Oh yeah, it's cool. I'll just, I'll just mm. walk through it. It's no big deal. Something strange? Whatever. Nah. Uh, the only person who had the proper reaction to that whole thing was D. <laughs> it's like, nope. Because <laughs> D is walking through the castle. And suddenly his long dead mother appears. Mm. It's like, D, forgive me. For falling in love with your father. I'm sorry you had to suffer. And D just whips out his horn. Nope. Nope. I'm not doing with that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Nope. None of that. Like, first of all, my mother doesn't call me D. <laughs> <laughs> that was our favorite part. <laughs> D. Like, what? Wouldn't you call him by his name? I'm pretty sure you didn't name your child D. And, and D was having none of that. No sorry. But apparently Marcus saw two flying coffins that then spit out his dead brother and friend and was totes okay with that being like, that's a total. Oh, that must on. be what's going on. You're alive. I don't think living people pop out of flying coffins. You're alive and here, even though we specifically left you where you died. If video games have taught me anything, totally reasonable. They can pop up anywhere. So, uh, the eldest Marcus brother gets, uh, got and turned into a vampire. Natch. As you do. Right. This is to force a Mexican standoff between Carmilla, D, Meyer, Link, and Layla. Oh, yes, because we forgot about the other twist. Carmilla doesn't really care about getting Meyer, Link, and... His girl to the planet of... uh, The city of Endless Night. 
she wants to drain the girl so she can recover her strength. Which she totally does. But it leads me to a question. If she hired the Barbaroi, that means she has contact with people. Who? Why would you go after that chick? Yeah. When you could have snatched any... You know that town that uh, Meyer Link uh, wiped out? You could have sent the Barbaroi there to snatch you a couple of village girls. And just bring them up mm-hmm. and murder them mm-hmm. and... You're back. Their blood and you come back. It's like no well, big deal. The way I think about it is there's probably more context within the novel that we just was not put into the movie. I'm about to go back and read it because as it stands as a villainous plan, it's both convoluted and stupid. <laughs> like so, I need blood to fix myself, and with my vast power, I'm able to make contacts outside of my castle. I can pay them to do stuff, and the Barbaroi show absolute effing loyalty to whoever pays them. So instead of asking them to bring me a Barbaroi, or bring me a regular human, just bring me anybody. I specifically want them to bring me Meyer Link's girlfriend, who I don't know and have never heard of, so she's not special to me in any way. And is in love with a vampire lord who, not as strong as me, but strong enough that I don't really want to fight him if I didn't have to. Strong enough that I use my magic to trick him and kill him, and it still doesn't actually kill him. So. Good plan, great plan. So, the dumbass plan works about as well as a dumbass plan would work. (gasps) What? And Carmilla, instead of being a ghost, is now dead dead. D-E-D. Dead. But we still had to resolve what's going on with uh, Meyer and uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. (laughs) And uh, so, as we said earlier, Charlotte got all her blood drained. Like, like all of it. Because it turned into a blood monster and was running around like as it's Carmilla, which then it got killed. Anyway, so Charlotte doesn't have any more blood, and that's bad for you. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not great with the health stuff, but I'm pretty sure you should have blood in your body. Call it a hunch. So it looks like D and Marlene are gonna have it out, but uh, D realizes, uh, you know what? Corpses are heavy. And rings of light. So if you give me that ring, you can have that corpse. I'll just take the ring home as proof that uh, she's dead. She's dead. And I can get my what was it, twenty million? Right. Go buy myself another new horse. horse. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. So D has Grandpa Hunter D. Each, uh, if you look over at the films, has two running themes: new Bond, new D girl every time, and dead horse. Yep. <laughs> Something terrible is going to happen to these horses. Right. I always feel so bad because they are like the best horses. They, you know, they they take D where he needs to go. They make impossibly large leaps. And it's not even like Yoshi where you got to jump off to make it. The horse is like, oh, you need to get over there? I got you. Run down mountainsides? I got you. Jump across flying manta rays. I got you. And then, <laughs> her, dead. And explode that horse. Horsey, no. 
So, Meyer Link and uh, Charlotte are. Meyer Link is pretty close to dying, and Charlotte is uh, all the way to dying. And they get in the rocket ship and head for the moon. Because what else are you going to do at this point? And it's 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 actually a touching moment because through her character development, uh, Layla's a lot less speciesist, and she's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I want them to be free. Go, go! Yeah. You can make it. And the rocket blasts off up in the sky. Do they make it? Is there actually a uh, planet on a city on the moon for them to live? Well, for him to live, because she. It's dead. She is not living anymore. So at this point, Charlotte is now uh, a half-empty Capri Sun for him to drink on the way to the moon. <laughs> it's his uh, emergency food ration. What is left of her. <laughs> right. Man, he's probably not going to do that. He really should, though, because uh, he got like cut in half with an axe, and that damage doesn't heal super quick. So he probably uh, should go I ahead and he healed enough. So he was able, he to, fight fight able to fight D, but he yeah. would be all the more healed if he would just drink the rest of Charlotte, since uh, all that blood she has is uh, back in that bathtub, back in that castle. So <laughs> she's not going to really be able to do much with the rest. <laughs> it's more of a are you going to finish that? Because if you're not, I am. <laughs> so we get the uh, epilogue. Which is actually a nice little callback because we we didn't talk about it earlier, but the horse dealer who defends D tells a story about how fifty years prior to the story, a vampire hunter came to town and saved a bunch of kidnapped kids from some vampires. And town folks are all like, "Hey, thanks for saving our kids, you done peel bastard!" And they run them out of town. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, the seller remembers Dee's face because he was one of those little kids. He told him I always felt bad about how they treated you. So, and this kind of starts Layla's whole character development because she once again standing outside mm-hmm. of the room, snickering at her mm-hmm. uh, creativity. Like, oh, uh-huh. now I feel bad. Mm. So, doing the fight with the tree chick. D gets uh, his one in the movie uh, injury where he needs to be buried. That happens. Like, this is a sun poisoning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plot injury. The sun poisoning. Despite the fact that he's been consistently out in the sun. Mm-hmm. The multiple, entire movie. The entire movie. The previous movie. Mm-hmm. But this time. Uh, it's a problem. Poisoning. Right. So Layla saves him. And they have the weirdest heart to heart. Hello, person who saved me once and I have saved in turn. Let me tell you uh, all about my fears. And you know what? If one of us dies, the other can come and mourn them. Put flowers flowers on on their graves. (laughs) And And he is just like, uh, Lady K. I will totally do that for you. Because I think we both know which one of us is going to die die first. (laughs) Spoiler. It's not me. So we have D at a 
lovely family gathering, which turns out to be a funeral. And he's sitting under a tree. Gotta stay out of the sun. Don't want any more sun poisoning. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> and a little girl comes trotting over to D. And she doesn't quite know who, she is, who he is. But when she gets a good look at him, she realizes that's the guy her grandma was always talking about. So we get D at uh, Layla's. Layla's funeral, meeting Layla's granddaughter. And uh, D, who has to maintain his edgelord status, doesn't go meet Layla's family, who all know about him. him, and love him for some reason. Well, I mean, they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. See, he decides to, uh, I don't know, go mope out in the uh, wasteland or something. Whatever D does when he's not killing vampires. He's just trying along, listening to uh, his left hand just troll him. Right. He's like, come. You can stay with us. Have warm dinner. And feel happy. Nope. 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 It's like, I'm, I'm here to... Here to make good on a promise. I've done that. Goodbye, little girl. I'm sorry. It wasn't even I've done that. It's she no longer needs me to mourn. Oh, I'm sorry. She was worried no one would mourn yeah. for her. Yeah. So he even managed to turn that promise into looks like I'm not needed. <laughs> and then t- turned the happiness of his kind of almost. Yeah, I can't use friend. I can't use the word friend. Yeah, there's not a man out of they're not even allies. It was acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my acquaintance, her worst fear did not come true. true. She had people to mourn for her. Looks like I'm not needed. I must yeah. go now. Into my horse the darkness. <laughs> Alone. Except for my horse that will probably die yeah. on my next mission. <laughs> Crawling <laughs> in. My skin, and that this hand it keeps talking, <laughs> and that is Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Yeah, so Vampire Hunter D, uh, the original and Bloodlust, um, are they uh, the original particularly was one of the films that really got a lot of attention early on in the 90s for showing, hey, anime is not... This is animation that's not for kids. This is very stylized, very horror-influenced adult content. Yeah, if you fast-forward Vampire Hunter D, it looks like a Castlevania (laughs) speedrun. It's it's the Castlevania anime before Castlevania had an anime. Does Castlevania have an anime? That's a Netflix original. That was made in Texas. Look, anime is of the soul, okay? Oh, I'm not trying to be that guy. Uh, I love all forms of animation. But it's not even like, well, parts of uh, Castlevania were animated in Japan. No, it's, it wasn't. <laughs> but it... it... When I was going through my edgy phase, 
Vampire Hunter D was one of my jams. Right along uh, there with um, getting into Gantz and. See, now I'm trying to think if I ever had an edgy phase. I never had that. Yeah. Just, really? Really? Really, guys? I'm the only one. Apparently. So, let's, let's be honest. Brian, the old Otago <laughs> the Mountain is. He, he is himself. Yes. He flirts with the edge. And uh, I look into the abyss and I laugh. And then the abyss stares back at you and says, Oni-san. Yes. And you're like, oh, hey. How you doing? So, in what you know of my... Right. Yeah. So my edgy phase was... High school, maybe? Yeah. My phase of really enjoying all the um, hard, quote-unquote, hardcore stuff. But Vampire Hunter D was still solidly good. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, edge for edge's sake. Now, this is also the period where... uh. I got into one of my favorite animes of all time, Trigun, which is so not Edge. Eh. Uh, my love of wacky sci-fi comedies has never, ever been well hidden. No, no, it hasn't. I don't know. I'm trying to picture edgy young Justin, and it's so... <laughs> well, see, I, I, I had to be cool. And, you know, that stuff is all grown up and... Sorry, it's grown up and mature. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, at that point in time, you know what my thing really, really was? Well, Sailor Moon. Well, because I was coming out of... I used to watch the Sailor Moon on weekday morning before mm. I went to school. So, I was like, oh, wait, what, there's this other stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that other stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like me? Ah, uh, so, you know what? You guys had, like friends who were into anime at that point in time and I really didn't so I didn't have anyone to not really like I was by myself me and Justin went to the same school I didn't meet him for like a year and uh I was still all by myself I uh, introduced him with uh Tenchi yes so get ready love will leave you crying wow so my friends were not that's a small preview. When we get to the Tenchi Rewind episode. Oh, there will be so many of those episodes. We're not doing that whole franchise. Just, no. Yeah. Tenchi. It's, it's I'm tenchi. totally are you, are down. You, are you trying to say there's you have no need for Tenchi? I do not. <laughs> I wonder how many of you guys will get that. Oh, so, I'm a nerd. Wow, yeah. You guys are my anime friends. Because oh. everyone I grew up with was... <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody you grew up with was tolerant at best. Yeah, I was like, I was just like, yeah. And it was so like my love of Sailor Moon was my thing, and everyone was like, well, they watch Ninja Scroll or Wicked City. Like if it's uh, blood and titties in it, you know, no one would complain. But uh, if I was going to watch Ray, if I was probably going to do that by myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, um, aside from the draw of the edge, it still stands up as a good product. Yeah, it's Maybe still... not excellently animated in the case of the first one, or particularly deep in plot. So yeah, it's still <laughs> that was a complete it's... side note. I remember the first time I saw D's anime design. And I was like, wow, someone made like a bishy anime Undertaker. <laughs> and that has never left my brain every time I see D. I cannot. He just shows up and you hear, dong. <laughs> dong. <laughs> Although now, now, I want to see D giving Count Lee a tombstone pile driver. I'd be with it. <laughs> In his hand as Paul Bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It makes me so sad that Undertaker's gone. I can't enjoy wrestling anymore. Once he took all the ridiculous with him, I just Come on, super powered wrestling zombie? Wizard? <laughs> Biker? Biker zombie wizard. There's not too many things in entertainment you can think of that's better than that. <laughs> so, uh, any closing thoughts on Vampire Hunter D? Um. Well, we never really got around to the legacy. That is true. Uh. It's vampires, and the, the first thing that I immediately think of is Helsing. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me that Vampire Hunter D seemed to have just missed the big vampire boom. Like, vampires are all... That period where vampires were all over pop culture. Okay. So, I just checked out something. Apparently, the series is still happening. Oh. It is in production it was in production as like October 2018 oh they're okay it's apparently still happening nice uh look forward to it keep your eyes open if the vamp for the vampire hunter d the series but um while it just missed the big boom in popularity of vampires it still presented a lot it laid a lot of the groundwork for stuff like Helsing, you know, um, for a lot of modern action horror series. Um, well, okay, number one, uh, if we're going to, before we really get into that, I would also like to point out uh, the Dunpeel, a.k.a. their weird corruption of uh, Don Pierre. Yeah, like, like, do you, do you mean, like, my brain had auto-corrected that for decades, mm-hmm. that it was, Dunpier, that's what it is, and then we watched the movie, we're like, the fuck is a Dunpeel? Is that what they always said? Like, I literally had a, had a crisis moment, where I was like, <laughs> did they change the word? And like, no, no, this is, this is what they've always said, oh my god, that's so wrong. Because I just always auto-corrected the word. But anyway, um, yeah, Vampire Hunter D is one of the big foundations of modern action horror. Not, you know, psychological horror or you know, 
real stuff because even when they got into the events, even when they got into um, bloodlust, some of the the blood and gore is still a little tame compared to some modern full uh, horror properties. Yeah. But it pushed a lot of boundaries and is a very well-regarded property. Is the ser- is the light novel series still going? Yeah. Yeah. And to this day. Yeah, it's still going. So, fair warning, those books are... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A chore to read. They are... D works much better in animation than he does in prose, because D doesn't talk, so lots of uh, hand narration. Yeah, I have the first light novel. I never finished it. I I actually kind of want to go back and try and read it now, just to see the differences. Um. So Dean and Death Chase the book is they added a lot to it for Bloodlust, like. The whole bittersweet ending you get is a invention of the endings in the book. They just get there and Charlotte dies. The end. And the end. Rocks fall, everybody dies. <laughs> and they added, uh, like, Carnilla is added for the anime. Like, that whole her actually being the I'm the one that hired the barber and all the stuff. It's then how does Charlotte die if Camilla isn't Camilla isn't there? I'm trying to remember. I think it's in the fight between D and Maya. I don't remember. Ah, that would make sense. I remember that Camilla's not a thing. Right. Like you realize who Camilla was supposed to be, right? She's supposed to be Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was <laughs> like, uh, not Elizabeth Bathory. What? <laughs> D also added another thing to uh, pop culture that uh, kind of stuck around. Vampires wear giant hats. Yeah, Alucard does have yeah. a giant hat. Saya doesn't wear a giant hat. Saya doesn't wear a hat. <laughs> Saya likes to sing about how happy her life is. Saya's a Disney princess. <sighs> Until she isn't. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, for those not aware, we're talking about Blood Sea, which, uh, if I have my way, I will never revisit again. Breaks my heart. Did you watch the movie? Breaks my heart. I'm not going any... I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, because they functionally kill the character that you love. I... Mmm. And it really... I never really thought about mm. it, but by the time you get to the end of that show... Saya is not Saya anymore. Mm. They literally just sort of kill her. So, okay, you know what? This is... For anybody who is planning to stick with ARS-45 for a while, I'm just going to peel the Band-Aid off right now. And there's a thing that's probably going to prop up, prop up a lot as we talk about anime. I have a horrible horrible streak of luck with the characters I love in a show they will either die explicitly not get what they want 
or be completely and utterly brushed aside, ancillary, and unimportant. So it's called the curse of being Justin's girl, and it applies to the male characters as well. Yep, because guy that Goji got. <laughs> you still haven't finished Nadesco. Uh, guy that Koji is Justin's girl in that show. <laughs> you still haven't watched the rest of it, and he gets glocked. I'm. I was just what what. What? I still have never watched a disco. So the best part about that whole thing is the show treats it as completely unimportant to everybody but Akito. Akito's the only person that cares. They're like, oh, oh man, that dude died. That sucks. And moving on. He's like, (laughs) what do you mean that sucks? He's dead. Which nobody but Akito and me yeah, <laughs> like they don't even tell you who killed him. It's because it's completely unimportant. Oh my but can, god! I don't really think Saya can be your girl because I saw Blood Sea first. I kind of claim Saya. Are we talking that. about yeah, the Saya that ceases to exist or real Saya? Because they are functionally two separate. They are. They are, they are separate characters. Original Saya. When I first showed you that show, oh Disney Princess Saya. Yes. I'm yeah. really surprised you claim her because yeah, walking seems... down the street singing about how happy her life is doesn't seem like your thing. She has long, pretty hair. Yeah, She's she pale. Show it's clamp her. designs. I um... love clamp. So yeah, so I didn't. I didn't take the design. I didn't take the twins. I didn't take the doctor. I took Sayo. I'm surprised. That's okay. Clamp has only ever designed one woman that I uh, find like visually appealing. You can definitely maintain your claim, but that doesn't mean the curse of Justin's girl <laughs> doesn't still apply, bro. Yeah, I kind I kind of lost in that show too. I, was I like, think that's one of the few times that I've really actually lost. The, the, the curse, <laughs> the curse still exists. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Right. Well, this will this, we, we will elaborate on this upon this on other episodes. I am sure because it happens it happens a lot. A lot. I think my one big victory was uh, Naruto and Hinata. And Bleach. And Bleach. A win is a win. A win is a win. You got to take what you can get, even though it wasn't really. I can't can't claim Bleach as as a win because it wasn't (laughs) earned. It's just, eh, time skip. What? And here's how it is. What? (laughs) They have a kid. What? Have they had a conversation yet? (laughs) Have they talked about their feelings? No. Well, I that is like you've won once, I've won once, because I won in shuffle. Yeah. Box guy, he's my girl. <laughs> oh, see, here's the thing, though. The curse. Your girl is the most interesting girl in that story. Yeah. And <sighs> there's a route where he does pick her, even though it's weird. Yes. And while uh, uh, she is not my girl in uh the Monogatari stuff. Hanakawa does become the most interesting girl in that show. You heard it, it takes here. it takes two and a half seasons for it to happen. You heard it here first, folks. B has admitted Hanakawa is best girl in Monogatari. No, I said she's the most interesting. She's best girl. I choose to interpret this as him <laughs> admitting Hanakawa is best girl. Uh, when we do our waifu wars discussion, this is going to be a thing. We should probably finish that panel before we. Uh... But until then, 
Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, stay a while, and listen. We are the Anime Rest Stop for a- ARS45 Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker Radio, iHeartRadio as well, and Spotify. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time.